Stevens Day or Boxing Day to all of you wonderful listeners out, uh, listeners out there and of course welcome to the last couple of sports of 2021 right here on Moscow's Capital FM we have two hours of manic sports magic ahead plus two big prize giveaways yes and actually we have two tickets to the Cisco Demo game this week in ice hockey of course and a signed woman's uh, well female football club uh, CSK Moscow shirts to give away as well all you have to do to get in a chance to win is to text or WhatsApp or send smoke signals. Uh, well, hashtag capital Xmas two plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. Okay, be in with chance to win because uh, we are. Uh, uh, trust me, you're going to enjoy it. Okay, um, in a moment. Okay, because we're going to say that at nine twenty, the first prize winners will be announced, and then again at ten twenty. In a moment, we're going to go to look. At, well, look back at twenty twenty one and look ahead to twenty twenty two. We're going to look at ahead. Begin with my goodness, my my false to fall. We're going to begin with Andrew Flint and Isolde Cody and a special studio guest. And then in part two, we have two great friends of the show, Alexander Zatov of the All-Russian Football Players Union. He is also, of course, a member of the Russian Football Union's Executive Committee, the people with all the power. And, of course, Virgin Media's very own Jonathan Higgins. Of course, he's also of Galway FM, Galway Bay FM fame. They're going to be talking... Football. In part three, it's balls of a different shape, as we are delighted to welcome back onto the show after a long, long, long absence, over a year. Vasily Artemyev, the man with the moustache, he's going to speak about, talk to us about Russian rugby in 2021 and, of course, uh, ahead in 2022. And he's going to give us a few tips on the Six Nations rugby in 2022, coming up in a little over, uh, well, just a little over a month's time, actually, this stage. Uh, in part four, football writer ex. 
uh, Supreme Kaz Pandi and France Deux Thierry Villery. They're going to be with us to keep the vibe flowing and the sports booming. In part five, we're going to go a little literary with authors and journalists of great renown. Of course, that is Jonathan O'Brien of the Sunday Business Post and Pirate Irwin, yes, a real-life pirate, of Agence France Press. They're going to talk about their favourite sports moments of 2021, look ahead to 2022, and, of course, give us a few little pointers on what books we should be reading in the year ahead. And before, we are going to end on a blast with the Big Fat Filthy Quiz, okay? Yeah, we're going to have our major prize giving and a super, super extra special guest. Now, of course, there was a a full list of games today in Boxing Day in the English Premier League. Uh, One is still ongoing and Chelsea are one down against Aston Villa. Yeah, one down against Aston Villa. That's only 30-something minutes into the game right now. West Ham, they came back, but they still lost 3-2 at home to Southampton, so that's dampened uh, their race towards the Champions League at the moment. Spurs, that'll make Eastwood happy. Uh, oh, sorry, Eastold, this message. It is 1-1 between Aston Villa and Chelsea. Thank you, Eastold, waiting patiently for us there down in Tipperary. Uh, Spurs, she'll be happy to know. Well, she already knows. They beat Crystal Palace 3-0 in the London Derby earlier today. Arsenal on a great run of form. They won 5-0 away in um, uh, Norwich City at Carroll Road. And Manchester City, That was. it looked like it was going to be an absolute... Lampen because they were hammering Leicester City. It ended up 6-3. Three games postponed today. Liverpool Leeds, Wolves, Watford and Burnley Everton. Okay. Uh, here in the studio, I am delighted to say that he's here with me. Um, live and loud, Mr. Peter P. Peter, how are you doing? Hi there, boss. And happy, uh, I, mean, I mean, merry past Christmas to you because it was on 25th. That's Didn't true. get the chance to uh, congratulate you. I on the know, holiday. I know. Thank you very, very much. I know. I was thinking of you, of course. Uh, uh, and of course, like last always, like always, always. Last week was your birthday, and unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to wish you a happy birthday <laughs> live on air. <laughs> Where's my song? <laughs> okay, Isil, uh, do you want to sing happy birthday to Peter P? Isil Cody. Yeah. To be honest, I think it's best that I never sing. I went to a school where we had a very strong musical tradition <laughs> and it was made quite clear that I should stick to something else like sports. Okay. Uh, Andrew Flint, do you want to serenade Peter P on his uh, big, big, big ticket birthday? I'll oh, join I mean, him. I can't resist the opportunity. I- Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Happy Peter. Happy birthday, dear Peter P. Happy birthday Happy to you. Happy birthday to you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. And, and, and it was Nala joined in. Yes, Nala is in the background. <laughs> Thanks, Nala. <laughs> we, we're so bad we make dogs hell. Okay, um, so I'm going to start with you at the moment because we usually start with Andrew. I'm going to start with um, you right now. Uh, Spurs winning 3-0 uh, to Crystal Palace. Ending off the year at a high note. Uh, that's that's looking good now. I mean, I, I saw like Conte during the week was saying that it was a, it was a real mess. The Premier League meeting during the week, but looking at Spurs, I mean, they are going well. They're in fifth place, twenty nine points. Of course, it's t- you know they're not going to drop down a place no matter what the result is going to be between Chelsea and Villa. Um, twenty twenty two could be very good for your boys. Yeah, look, it's a confusing time of year. I think this week has been a very difficult one for like Crystal Palace up until the 11th hour we're looking to get the game cancelled and I can understand why they were so I think Spurs are in a much better position in terms of we have a team that seem like they're motivated to play we're not going into a January window where the only discussion is how on earth can poor Harry get out and I think that shows the difference a manager Harry wants to play for makes 
Okay, that no, that 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 is a very very good point. Um, okay, uh, continuing on the vibe, Man United course their game uh, cancelled. Rang Rangnick still managing to work his magic. Um, at the moment, they're in seventh place. They're they've got two games in hand uh, over West Ham, who are in sixth, but they are only one point behind. And you know they're they're going fairly well at the moment. Um, Andrew, are you hopeful in twenty twenty two for United? I am, for, for the pure reason that change has happened. The real change needs to happen higher up, but that's never likely to happen in the course of this season. Ragnick, what he'll do, who knows? But it's, it's, it's exciting to have change. And Manchester United have to be challenging for top four. They're, they're within, within distance. Um, and I am confident that United will get back into the Champions League. Um, there is a real possibility of that. They've got, a, they've got ground to make up. But um, I'm confident they will because a lot of the deadwood looks like it will be on its way out. Um, Juan Mata and uh, Cavani, for example, have been rumoured to be off in the winter, which unfortunately, but I think correctly, is the right thing. So I, I'm positive about the new year. Okay, um, Isolt, uh, at the moment, like looking at the table, Man City going great guns, uh, as you mentioned at the start of the show. They are on 47 points, six ahead, or Liverpool have a game in hand. Um, Chelsea look like they're faltering a wee bit. The last you know, five games, today goes out like, I mean, they've only won, what, two out of the last six, it would be, uh, in the league. Uh, Man City just, you know, they just keep winning five in the last five. But Liverpool have beaten the last five as well. Um, do you think that this is down simply now between City and Liverpool? I worryingly think it's beginning to look like that. Now, I was hoping, I, I know a few weeks ago we touched on this where I said Chelsea were, you know, teams drop points and Thomas Tuchel made the point in an interview to Sky after one of the games where they lost that he was like, teams drop points, it happens. But we need to see them turning a corner here. And I don't, if I'm being realistic, Liverpool aren't going to beat City to the Premier League. I think the only hope is genuinely Chelsea in terms of the player power and in terms of the ability to get a consistent run. And at the moment, Chelsea are just falling in a way that's causing a bit of concern and it's just looking like it's going to be a romp home for City. Okay, yeah, it does look like that. I mean, Liverpool are trying to keep pace with them, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure about that. Um, Andrew... I mean, if we, if we look, say, OK, let's look down the bottom of the table. You, you've got, like, Norwich. Uh, it's very, very tight, by the way. I mean, from Everton, uh, who have been in kind of a bit of a freefall in 15th position, they're yeah. on 19 points. Bottom are Norwich City on 10 points. But above that, between 8th and 20th, there's only, you know, 15 points, five wins. So that's, you know, that, 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 that could be, you know, wide open. I mean, a really bad run, say, by Wolves, and they could drop well down the table. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Wolves have, um, I think, lost a little bit of the the lure they had about a, about a season or two ago. Um, I mean, Leicester are in dreadful form. Um, they conceded six today. I mean, that alone is is cause for concern. I honestly think pretty much anybody in the bottom half of the table could easily get dragged into that relegation fight. And I think Newcastle, it's inevitable for obvious reasons that they will reinforce and I'm certain they will pick up points and, and stay up. Um, so that's, I think, a major worry for the teams above them. Um, Leeds are just bleeding goals for fun. Um, it, it's very hard to call who's going to go down. Like you say, it's so tight. I think anybody in the bottom half has got to be concerned. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. I know, Isol, as you mentioned, uh, you can't say anything positive for Liverpool FC, but 
uh, you have reasons for that. Um, looking across <laughs> back to Russia, Andrew's going to start with you, um, or just w- with you on this. Uh, it looks like there's two big moves could be happening. Alexei Moranchuk coming back on loan from Atalanta to get some game time in Spartak Moscow. And uh, Big Daddy Juba is on his way out of... Well, he, we know he's on the way out of Zenit, but will he be sold this uh, you know, winter transfer window? Because, of course, Rubin Kazan are allegedly in for one and a half million. Mm-hmm. And there's also a Moscow club, uh, who we won't name, they are uh, looking to get him as well. Um, whoever gets him is going to get at least eight goals in the second half of the season. So why should he go to Ural yeah. and tell me why no? Well, he should go to Ural for a, a, a number of reasons. He's got some of the most exciting young talent behind him. Um, he's guaranteed to, to get us the goals that we need. Um, but uh, no, in all seriousness, all biased aside, you're absolutely right. Whatever you think of Juba, the man, the player, he guarantees goals. I'm actually a little bit surprised that Zanit are not trying a little bit harder to keep him, so given that we know Sardar Azmoun is very likely to be off as well, and suddenly they'll be without the two main sources of goals for the last three seasons. Um, I think actually Ruben Kazan would be the best move for him because they they have a very good coach in Leonid Slutsky, a very good side who are underperforming results-wise, but I think with his goals they really could fly up the table to possibly even challenge for European places. There's not much time left to do it. Um, but for Duba's point of view, I'm not really sure what motivation he has left now. Um, if he's not going to stay as the niece, he's not going to achieve a lot more in his career, so he might as well have a bit of fun. And I think uh, Rubin Kazan, he's probably got his best chance. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if he does. No, I'm with you on that. Um, just before we, we have a quick look back and look ahead, like a highlight and lowlight of 2021, um, Peter P., uh, the announcement midweek on Wednesday that NHL players will not be going to the Olympics, the clubs will not release. Now, we're going to mention this again with Alexander Zotov uh, in the next segment. Um, do, you, do you reckon, is that going to damage the quality of the Olympic hockey? Well, I don't know. We're, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna see a lot of young players come up to uh, come up and take the mantle uh, and represent their countries. So I'm assuming. Well, it's not going to be bad either way. It's going to be some great hockey, I bet, and we're going to see young potential like, great players play uh, the game. Yeah, I mean, we, we most of the, the talk was around the Chinese hockey team whether they're going to play or not because they were you know kind of well relatively weak. Um, Isolt and Andrew, just quick ones to you. Uh, does it, does it, let's just say, I can't say demonetize, but does it take away from the Olympic Games that the NHL won't release their players? Uh, Isolt, start with you. Yes. I also think the Olympics, we all know the issues this one is going to have. And I don't think they can be overcome by any amount of publicity, any amount of positive love for the Olympics as an event. It does take away from it. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think it's, I think it's, uh, you know, it's an awful situation. I, you know, with the, the, the boycotts, which aren't boycotts because the invites weren't sent out, but it's just a, a bad thing. Andrew, for you, um, I mean, the the Russian Olympic Committee team, I mean, they look like they could be getting gold medals in the men's for a change. Well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a huge shame when a, a competition. There's no question it's the values of competition from a purely sporting point of view. Um, but I mean, look, you can only beat the competition that's there. Um, and actually, I think what P2P says about younger players getting the, the call up should really, if we're being brutally honest, should really be what the Olympics is more about. I think more of a sporting landmark for people. I don't. I think the you know the World Championship should be the the absolute pinnacle of all sporting abilities so the Olympics I think it should be an opportunity for the young players so okay. 
Um, it does it does devalue it, but we'll see. Okay, I mean, the Group A that they have, Group A is a real group of death because you've got Canada and the US facing each other and, of course, then Germany and China there as well. Russia are in with the Czech Republic, Switzerland and Denmark and Finland, Sweden, Slovakia and Latvia. That's going to be a tough Baltic battle uh, in Group C. And in the, the women's tournament, I mean, that's also kind of, a, it's an interesting one as well because you've got some good teams qualified. Of course, China are in there as well. So we're going to see what's going to happen in Group A. Of course, you've got the US, Canada, Finland Finland, Russia and Switzerland. Group B, Japan, Czech Republic, Sweden, Denmark and China. So, uh, yeah, so top three of those groups go through. Um, our top three of Group B and, uh, well, top five of, of, of Group A are already through to the quarterfinals. Isil, very, very quickly, um, your biggest low light of 2021. So I'm going to double up here. My biggest high and low is going to be the one thing. It's going to be Christian Eriksen. Um, because I think it's a very... <laughs> Nala agrees. <laughs> um, Nala did. She barked back. I think it was one of the most... When we saw the Danish team on the field and what they went on to accomplish in the tournament, um, their reaction and how they tried to protect their player from cameras, I think it was a really lovely gesture. And I think maybe in a year that we had so much negativity, that was actually something that we didn't need to see on camera, but we did. And I... I think if we're to think about the year, it actually was a very special moment for a team. Um, that being said, I think my most positive moment of 2021 was seeing Italy beat England. And All I'm right. Take that. Uh, let's just move very quickly. Uh, Peter P, highlight, low light. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't really have a uh, like a like a a highlight but i have a, i have definitely have a low light well, it's it's the the series of uh of boxing events uh with with jake paul um, oh, that's my Jesus. that's my that's my low that's light. not even boxing. yeah i i'm Bravo. i'm with yeah i think yeah i think Esau, that's what you should have spoken yeah. about not rubbing salt into poor old andrew flint's wounds andrew flint talking about you uh quick you know well, not your your highlight and low light for um you know 2021 well, my I think my highlight was uh, Emma Raducanu winning the U.S. Open um, because it was just such a breathtaking display of tennis. I mean, whatever you think about the on-field, off-field um, hoo-ha around her her mental health, I think she had a lot of maturity to show awareness of that um, and just to stuff it in Piers Morgan's face. That was brilliant for that alone. <laughs> um, right. But it was a just brilliant performance. Um, low but light. Uh, low light for me. Christina Simanuskaya, sorry, um, and the very messy situation with being demanded to run a race she shouldn't be racing, having to flee to the Polish embassy in Tokyo. Um, that was quite concerning a situation because it did show how the reach of politicians should not get into sport but do, um, and that was a concerning situation. Okay, Isol, do you have five seconds? Peng Shui, I think we need to just say. That is a low light that is going to go into 2022 um, and it can't go unmentioned and nor should it. No. But we have a young that needs to be thought about and remembered into the next year. Okay, that is fair enough. Guys, we're going to have to the break right now. We're going to come back, of course, with uh, Eastold. And just so you know, we have a bit of a novel situation uh, to end off this year. Eastold and Andrew will stay on. They're going to co-quarter back or co-host with myself and Peter. Peter P. Gorsi stayed in the studio, hopefully. And uh, we're going to go out uh, because we have, we're going to like, you know, keep our mood on a nice high, keep it really, really pumped up. We're going to go out with uh, a certain man named Will Smith and getting jiggy with us back after this with Johnson Higgins and Alexander Zadov. Capital Sports.
with Alan Moore. Bring it. Your mark, ready, set, let's go. Dance for pro, I know, you know, I go psycho when my new joint hit. Just can't sit, gotta get jiggy with it. That's it, now, honey, honey, come ride. DKNY, all up in my eye. You gotta ride a bag with a lot of stuff in it. Give it to your friend, let's spin. Hey, by looking at me, glancing a kid. Wishing they was dancing a jig here with this handsome kid. Sick a cigar right from Cuba Cuba. I just bite it, it's for the look, I don't light it. Little way to hand me on the hand, stay on play. Give it up, jiggy, make it feel like four play. Yo, my cardio is infinite. <laughs> Big Willie Styles all in it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. You on the ball with your kid? Watch your step, you might fall trying to do what I did. Mama, uh, mama, uh, I'ma come close in the middle of the club with the rubber duck. Uh, no love for the haters, the haters. Mad cause I got four seats at the Lakers. See me on the 50 yard line with the Raiders. Let Ali, he told me I'm the greatest. I got the fever for the flavor of a crowd pleaser. DJ play another from the prison, it's your highness. Only bad chicks riding my whip. South to the west, to the east, to the north. Bump my hips and watch them go off. But go off, but yes, yes, sure. You don't stop in the winter order. I mix it high, getting jiggy with them. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. 850 IS, if you need a lift. Who's the kid in the drop? Who else will slip? Living that life, some consider a myth. Rock from South Street to 125. Women used to tease me, give it to me now, nice and easy. Since I moved up like Georgia Wheezy. Cream to the maximum, I'll be axing them. Would you like to bounce with your brother that's black enough? Never see Will attacking them. Rather play ball with shacking them, flatten them. Like, getting. Thought I took a spell, but I didn't. Trust the lady of my life, she hitting. Hit her with a drop top. With the ribbon, crib for my mom on the outskirts of Billy. You trying to flex on me? Don't be silly. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Chicane 
Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера провожаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. Okay, welcome back to that. Uh, during the break, myself and Peter P were discussing which of Will Smith's songs are the best. I, I, I think Wild Wild West is very, very good. Uh, which M one? I beat uh, Men, Men in, in Black. Black. What about uh, Miami? I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't remember. Like, if, if you give me the, the beat, I can... I can. Uh, like, uh, go into Miami. Oh, I don't know. Or actually, <laughs> boom, boom, shake the room. My B, actually, my my B, my B, my B. That's very it's good. It's up there. It's up. Yeah. It's, a, it's in the top five, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely. I mean, Will Smith definitely has some bangers. He yeah, definitely he has some bangers. He's he's heavily slept on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I'm a big, big, big fan. Big, big fan of Big Willie. Um, do not do not even go there. Do not even go there. Right. Um, start off with uh, Jonathan Higgins, of course, of Virgin Media fame. Uh, Jonathan, what is your big song for Will Smith? What's your favorite? John, are you, Jonathan, are you there? We can't hear you very, very well. So if you can speak up just a little bit, John. It's it's still a little bit low. But Jonathan, try to fix it. We'll come back to you in a second. Um, we are going to announce, of course, our winners for the first part uh, in just one moment. Uh, keep those coming in. Plus 795-11-11053. Hashtag Capital Christmas. Alexander Zatov, uh, which is your favorite Will Smith song? I think Men in Black. All right, with Peter P. All right, okay. Very, very quickly moving on to uh, Isil Cody. Isil Cody, our legal legal. What is your favorite uh, Big Willie song? Like, I thought it was Wild Wild West, but I thought about it, and who doesn't love Miami, where he uses, <gasps> uh, uh, 20 <Yeah>. times. <laughs> like, it's basically a man having some sort of incident by himself. <laughs> oh, but Jesus. Like, no, Isolt. <laughs> We're live on air. It's before the watershed. <laughs> After 10 o'clock, it's okay, but before 10 o'clock. Okay, oh. think about this. In a world where we're all meant to be diverse, he mentions in that song, Spanish, Haitian, Indian, Jamaican, black, white, Cuban, and Asian. He only came for two days of playing, but like he has no demographic that he isn't in favour of. And I think that's important. Irish and Russian. He didn't mention Irish, Russian or English or Welsh Either or Scottish. Yeah. yeah, no, I no, listen. No, I'm, I now, I'm, now I'm not sure. I was, I, when he said Miami, and I was thinking, yeah, then he sort of went off in a weird vibe. And I was like, Ugh. okay, uh, Andrew Flint, what is your favourite? Miami, said Miami, I think. Right? Miami, Miami, yeah. Oh, well, we say Miami here in Russia. You know, Iran is a big fan of uh, the sitcom Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh yes, oh, great. Well, that, that's his greatest song of all. That is that is the best. <laughs> well, this is a story. I've okay. never heard such an eloquent, incisive, educated analysis of Will Smith music. Esau, that was just a <laughs> magnificent. <laughs> okay. Uh, by the way, this, this is a sports show. By the way, just so just so I remind you all. Um, <laughs> oh God, I'm going to have a oh I'm going to have a <laughs> breakdown here. Andrew Flynn, what is your favourite Will Smith song? Before we move, go back to uh, Jonathan Higgins. Well, Fresh Prince by an absolute country mile. Um, of the sort of traditional songs he's released, I guess Men in Black I probably do like, but Fresh Prince is just an iconic song of everybody's youth. So it's th that all day long. Okay, well, I think all of you, I think Andrew, uh, you know, or Alexander Zottel will remember this one. Um, if you remember Alexander, he had a song called Nightmare on My Street. 
with the with Jazzy Jeff. Remember that? <laughs> Nightmare on my street. He no no. It was basically he was ripping on um, or riffing, I should say, on uh, Freddy Krueger on Nightmare on Elm Street. So he kind of had Nightmare on my street. It was a really good one. Okay, uh, Jonathan Higgins, back to you. Uh, are you any louder? I hope so. Um, yeah, we can hear you. Sure we can hear you. The, be, <laughs> that's always a good start, isn't it? <laughs> so, Jonathan, okay, your big Willy favorite. Oh, it's got to be the prince the prince as well. I can't, I can't disagree with that. Like, all right, so fresh prince. An all time gro- groovy, groovy, uh, <laughs> groovy party piece there. Right, I will stay with you for the moment because I think that I think okay, Miami loses it, um, but you know, fresh prince of Bel Air that, that wins it. Um, okay, Jonathan, your highlights of twenty twenty one and the thing you're most looking forward to in twenty twenty two. Uh, well, I think I'll answer the second one first. Hopefully, the end of uh, COVID life, and I think it's no near to speak for everyone else. A bit of normality back in our lives again will be wonderful. Not sure if that's going to be realistic, but we all live and hope. Um, yeah, look, I suppose the, the year gone by. From a personal point of view, I've been. It's uh, despite a lot of uh, a series are kind of a good bit of impacts in life, and look, we've all had uh, to alter. I think of a change of our life, the way we work, the way we socialise, the way we interact, and. Uh, We've definitely gone back to the drawing board in a lot of aspects, but I've, I've been lucky enough to to cover a good few events uh, dur- during the course of the year. And uh, my personal highlight or the highlight of the year is, is a is a is a soppy one. It's 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 been at Anfield for a Champions League game, covering it against Liverpool versus AC Milan. That'll be that'll be the top of the pile for me. And uh, I make no apologies for being all soppy on uh, since Stevens's night here. And so you should be okay. Um... Absolutely. Yeah, and okay, so that, that was a, that's a highlight. And I, oh, just because we were talking with them, no, we'll come back into it in a moment. So, Alexander, sort of on to you, uh, your highlight of 2021. Well, I turned 50 on July 1st. I think You're reminding me because I didn't go to your birthday party. I'm sorry about that, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, you're forgiven, finally. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> so apart apart What's from New York Giants, okay, you know, with my one eye right now. So so if the, if if Giants beat Philadelphia, you you definitely are forgiven. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, let's hopefully the WFT are going to have a better. Tw- well, they're going to get to the playoffs. Fingers crossed. Um, looking forward to most, apart from a Washington charge to the Super Bowl. What what are you looking forward to in twenty twenty two, Alexander? I would agree, you know, getting back. I mean, we're living in a new normality, but I would like the old one to at least, you know, somehow to get back to us. I want to travel again. I want to go to Spain. I want my kids to go to Ireland to, to, because they were invited to, for, for, not to, not to study, but already to, to do some managerial activities. So that would be great. And, uh, my kids are tw- turning 20 on the f- 10th of January. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I mean, I don't know, but uh, I, I hope it will be a better year, even though the inflation and everything is, is don't look don't look that good. Oh, I, okay. I know, uh, Andrew, you, you have a question, uh, sorry, for, for Alexander. Uh, yes, Alexander, we, we, you know what we're like on this show. We, we deal with the highs and the lows, so... Um, unfortunately, there are some lowlights. What What's the lowest point of the sporting calendar for you that you can remember from 2021? Well, I, I didn't like how we performed in the Euros. Um, mm-hmm. Probably yeah. that would be the 
the, the, the lowest. I mean, I went through a couple of games and I was really disappointed with the way we played. I mean, Russia played, so that would be, that would be, I think, the lowest point for me. I mean, when you say you were disappointed with how Russia played, did you, did you actually expect Russia to get much further than they, well, get past the group stage? Did you expect them to do much better? Well, I, I don't think we had a, that tough of a group, but I also expected that we would play with, uh, with the emotions we had uh, during the World Cup and this didn't happen. I think they were like yeah. uh, wiped out, the wiped out, no passion, no, no nothing like that. So, uh, I was disappointed with that. I mean, I, I like when, when Alan says that we don't care if Ireland wins or loses, it has to win or lose with, uh, <laughs> With style and with uh, with uh, with a uh, exactly and in this in this sense Russia didn't. I mean, even if we made it through the group, we we would have done it without any you know emotions or anything like that. Yeah, they went out with a wimpy, right? Easel, sorry, over to you. Yeah, on my sporting lows. Uh, yeah, you were going to ask Johnson. And um, was I going to ask Jonathan a question? Yes. Well, I suppose I ask Jonathan what his biggest low is of the year. But I suppose his low can be in a non-COVID sense, Jonathan, if you don't mind. So sporting yeah. events really upset you because we all know COVID is everyone's low, I think. Yeah, I think, well, that's a little tangent on that is uh, sporting events behind closed doors is a big all-time low for me. Um, sport, look, it's oh. the old cliche. Uh, without without fans, it, it's nothing and it really isn't. And, uh, you know, it becomes a, a sterile environment that's, unenjoyable for me yes it's probably slightly better than nothing but um yeah no that that was a left a kind of a sour taste over the course of the year um other sporting lows there's been plenty of those isn't there even from a from an Ireland point of view the fact that uh, the, the new age of, of Stephen Kenny's uh, reign had so many so many hindrances to it both internally and externally obviously with the, the other factors that we won't mention we try and gloss over but even internally there seemed to be a bit of bickering about getting the job him getting the job and uh, a good few shall we say uh, supporters of previous regimes making their pieces and voices quite, quite loud uh, yeah, um, and repeatedly quite loud, and using the media as uh, as a yeah, I suppose as a tool to to vindicate their ideas out. And you know, you go back to simple things like the 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 Ireland England game, the friendly, and the whole who are that came about over that pretty much short little video, and people internally leaking it to to the various papers and leaving a sour taste, and not really getting the positive vibes that we thought we were going to get with the rain. I think, but lately it is coming because ultimately the football community in Ireland the hardcore came together went you know what the hell which is we all we all want this guy and made it quite popular and made it not quite known but there was a lot of factors there to, to try and make hard work out of, the, yeah, out of you, his reign of thought you made a very good point there about I think it's a universal one about where and Alan Andrew I'm sure you um, Alexander I'm sure you all have similar views maybe it's not a uni uniquely Irish thing but where a manager is coming in and how are whether or not he gets a job is determined not by fan support but by the mutterings that members of a board put into the media and I think it's a to me it's a uniquely Irish thing but it's a very strange thing to see and I suppose we all saw Ole Gunnar this year his time was almost extended with Man United until they couldn't go on any further 
But in Ireland, there's a lot of negative feedback about a manager who's in a job. And the idea is it's mm. deliberately done. It's just very interesting to see it here. You don't see it with Premier League teams. Oh, you see, you've seen be... a lot of places, Cecil, where when the media, the, the hack pack get together and when they turn, that's <laughs> it, you're finished. And it is, it is they... a difficult situation. Pushed out by the Irish, by the governing body who employ a man. That's what's so bizarre about it to me. Well, I think, I think when they're, when they're trying to like curry favour with people, you know, and that's, and that's the, the thing. They, they don't want to have bad things written about them. They want to stay in a good side of journalists. So they kind of want to, you know, Alexander is in a more unique position than us because he's, he's in the kind of the, the, you know, the top level here in Russian football. So he knows <laughs> how it works. And I'm just going to mention, by the way, Alexander, there's still a nil all between the Giants and Eagles, but the Giants have a drive. They are just up on their, on their own fort. Well, they're basically on halfway during midfield. So uh, if they can... I'm also following... Because the, the the game that the Vikings are playing also right now, so it's it's important that how they play. I mean, a lot of a lot of <laughs> yeah. I see they're seven the down. They're seven down. So as long as the Rams win, that's a good thing because they are, of course, of uh, playing out in Minnesota. Uh, an interesting point of view, Johnson. Even though they're they're on a drive and they're moving well, they are in the Jets' half. They're six three down. The Jaguars are six three down against the Jets. Uh, are you hopeful for a bit, maybe a bit of a, a turnaround in fortunes now that they've got rid of their um, lap-happy coach? <laughs> I, I love that pun. Um, yeah, let's let's uh, and move on swiftly before the, the conversation goes down the gutter altogether there, but I do appreciate a good pun like that. <laughs> um, I, I've seen flashes since he's, co- he's come back, like uh, Robinson, for various reasons, didn't seem to be used under Auburn's kind of tail end to his career. I'm not sure. Was that, I know there was injury concerns, I believe, but there definitely seemed to be a, how do you put it, a disagreement in beliefs with each other as well. Um, and that nearly kicked off. And I think I think Trevor looks a hell of a lot of better player when he does have that running option as well, because look, you forget just how good he was the season previously. But look, my God, the Jets versus the Jags, 3-11 versus 2-12. and 12. <laughs> Doesn't really get much better, is it? What's the old cliche for the Jets just end the season now? And I think you could... <laughs> You can nearly see that for both teams at the moment, couldn't you? That's true. <laughs> Peter, Peter, you have a question for Alexander. Yeah. By the way, Alexander, I'm also rooting for the Giants. Go Giants. By the way, we were just talking about it, about the NHL, play, NHL pulling out the players from the, uh, for, from the World Cup. Okay. I was just wondering, if what do you think about it, and does it take the value away uh, from the sport, from the, from the Cup? You mean from the Olympic Games? Yeah, yeah. the Olympic definitely. Games. Oh, the Cup, oh, I'm sorry. Definitely. I mean, I was looking forward uh, because I, I think that would be would have been the highlight of the of the whole of the whole event. And uh, every time NHL releases the players to the Olympics, it's always a special uh, a special tournament. So this time, I understand. I mean, some people are trying to say that it's about politics, but I think I understand that they have a tight schedule now with the COVID. Uh, Postponement, postponements of the games and everything. So, uh, but it's 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 really uh, it's. I mean, for me, it's it's. I'm, I feel bad about it because uh, I was looking forward a lot to, oh, to, well, to see the top players. Well, it's there. it's of course no surprise that they that they uh, pulled the move like that. But don't you think it, it it gives a chance of like young players to step up kinda and uh, prove themselves, represent their country in a way. It does, but I mean, there are other 
I think competitions for that and the, the Olympic Games are the highlights. I mean, I mean, I value the Olympic hockey tournament more than the uh, Olympic. I mean, the, the, more than the hockey World Cups or any other tournaments. Uh, so, true, for, true, yeah. I, I, yeah, I believe that it should have been the top players playing there. So, I, even if Russia wins, but it won't be a, <laughs> it won't be a. You know, something that I would cherish. I mean, I would, but still, it, it will be a, something with a bit of bitterness. Alexander, good to because... stay with you on this. Um, on the 24th of March, a lot of the players that you are uh, looking after, that you look after their welfare, they're playing, Russia playing Poland in the semi-final of Path B. Uh, then the winner, of course, will go on to meet the winner of Sweden, Czech Republic. Uh, chances of Russia getting through, winning that game and then winning against the, the Sweden or the Czechs? Well, it's hard to say today because everybody's saying that Russia has very little chances against Lewandowski and uh, the other guys from Poland. And probably Poland has a really good team compared to to Russia, maybe a better team. But we will wait and see. We also have some players that won't be playing because of uh, the cards. Uh, so, and I think uh, I think it's. Uh, I, uh, if I believe it correctly, I think it's Glavin and Miranchuk, if, if I'm not mistaken. So it's small of uh, well, some important players that will be missing the game. So we'll see, but uh, we'll see in which form, what form will be Poland and what form will be Russia. So it's always, you know, football is unpredictable. So I, I hope that we make it through. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, hopefully we'll fingers crossed. Jonathan, um, quick one for you: uh, Scotland against Ukraine, Wales against Austria. Are you? Do you think it could be a, a sort of a, a an all British uh, playoff to get a place out in Qatar? Uh, potentially, yeah. Like the, the the Scots in particular seem to have that momentum um, that you know teams thrive upon. Um, you know, fantastic support, I suppose, akin really to the, uh, the a little bit better than what we're at at the moment in terms of the uh, the footballing they have on. And, you know, they do have some very talented players as well. So, you know, you'd have to fancy the, the Scots there in particular. I think they they could be one of those kind of tournament-style teams if they can just get the run going because, look, who knows what sort of um, support will be in attendance in the World Cup. But if they no doubt they will travel in, in numbers, the old cliche, a little bit better like a, as I said, a better variation maybe of Irish at the moment. So I think you'd have to fancy those in particular to, to get through. OK, on that note, we're going to go out. I'll just uh, remind you that the uh, Jags, they are in position to at least kick a field goal. They're on the uh, New York Jets 11-yard line. Uh, they are 6-3 down, of course. And the Giants are now on the defensive, but they have put the Eagles back in their own 16. Uh, it is nil-nil there, of course, as well. Both of those games in the first... Or, sorry, in the first quarter and the second quarter for the Jags and Jets. OK, uh, Jonathan and Alexander, thank you very, very much. We're going to speak with you in the new year, and it just remains to say a very, very happy new year to you both. Thank you. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Okay, thank you so Stay much. Safe. We'll talk to you all soon. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Alexander. Okay, so, of course, uh, Isolt and uh, Andrew will be with us again in the next segment. We'll go out to the break right now. We're going to run to the break with Wood Kid and Run, Boy Run. Back after this with Vasily Artemiev. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Run, boy, run. This world is not meant for you. Run, boy, run. They're trying to catch you Run, boy, run Running is a victory Run, boy, run Beauty lies behind the hills 
This race is a prophecy Run, boy, run Break out from society War is an awful day, hey And you don't have to hide away, yeah You'll be mine Это день рождения. Мы хотим отпраздновать в хорошей компании друзей. Бренда Quicksilver. И, конечно, вас, наших слушателей. Все сноуборды разыграны. Вот 6, 9, 7, 3, 8. Ой, ошибочка. Ладно, шучу. Все правильно. Где вы будете кататься? Вау, The correct one, and uh, I feel like you've won. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's perfect. No. Еще две доски мы припрятали в нашем инстаграме. Подписывайся и выигрывай. Capital FM. Шесть лет на вершине. Six years on top. Не является публичной офертой. With Alan Moore.
Welcome back, folks. Hope you enjoyed that uh, last little ditty. Um, the game between Chelsea and Aston Villa at Villa Park, of course, is starting to get interesting. It's now 2-1 to Chelsea as I speak. Now, um, looking back on the year is always hard sometimes when you're trying to say, OK, how has my team done and how are they getting on? But again, again looking ahead is also sometimes a little bit uh, difficult. So I would say our first uh, winner to look ahead, and he'll be joining us in the Big 550 quiz in the uh, final segment, is Maximilian. Maximilian, congratulations. You have, you're have you in, so you're in with a chance of tickets or the uh, signed football shirt. But I'm delighted to welcome back uh, to Capital FM, and we've had many kind of uh, missed um, kind of like chances to talk and to, to get an interview done, and even to be in here. He was due to be in here um, when we had uh, the well on, on the final show last or March last year, yeah, when we actually didn't lock down because of COVID, and we we're locked down kind of at the last moment. Uh, delighted to welcome back onto Capital Sports for just the second time; should be his third or at least his fourth time. He, of course, is the uh, well. Still, he's on the Russian rugby uh, national team. He plays with Cisco Moscow Rugby Club. Um, he is, well, he is an Irishman in every sense. There were more Irish than me, of course. He is also a co-host of Russian Ninja. And he also is a host of Showing the Match on Match TV Rugby. Uh, you're very welcome back onto Capital Sports, Vasily Artemiev. Hello, Alan. Great to be back on air with you here on Capital FM, my favourite English-speaking radio in Moscow. Where Hello to all the listeners, too. <laughs> that's that's kind of a double-edged compliment because we are the only English, <laughs> English language. <laughs> but at the same time, Vasily, you know, in this at my age and in this place, I'll just take whatever compliments we can get. Um, Vasily, before, before we sort of have a look back and forward, because uh, Andrew and Iselt are waiting, like they're, they're sort of hiding in the bushes waiting to grab you and ask questions. I'm going to ask you a question straight away. Um... Personally, you've you've you're obviously continue to play rugby. You're staying in the best of shape, but now you're getting you even more involved in TV and in projects like that, as well as continues to really grow rugby in Russia. Um, how, how do you manage your time? Well, it's not easy. You only start to realize um, how difficult it is to work outside of the sporting career when you actually begin doing something. So. It's been a tough year in uh, all aspects. It's been pretty uh, exciting, but uh, yeah, very, 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 very tough. So I am trying to uh, keep myself in shape. We're in the middle of a winter break now in Russian rugby. Uh, so, and um, we're still in, in a bit of a break with the, with the national team too. We're due to be back in camp in January. So I've just been training with my club indoors. Uh, for the past month or so, um, and doing a lot of TV too. So uh, October was October month was probably the most difficult in my life when we uh, filmed the whole eight episodes of the Russian Ninja Warrior. So that was that was one of the most exciting things I've ever done as well. So um, yeah, uh, life outside rugby, and uh, if you're trying to uh, uh, to do it alongside with your professional rugby career, it can be difficult. Yes, I mean when we look. Yeah. Drugs is what keeps me going. Yeah. What keeps you going? <laughs> vodka, vodka, vodka. vodka <laughs> going, yeah. like, uh, sorry, it should be whiskey. Listen, I'm going to give you a bottle of whiskey for for uh, for Christmas and New Year's. Okay, so I promise you that good Irish whiskey that I've had brought to uh, me from Ireland. So that's uh, that's uh, you heard. 
Yeah, you've heard it live on air, folks, so that's, that's going to, to Vasily. Vasily, before I hand you over to, um, actually, there's three of them, Peter P as well, also has a question for you. Uh, before I do, um, in, in, in terms, like, like, as you know, like, my, my, my little, well, he's not little now, he's, he's 12 years of age, he's playing for Philly, uh, and he saw you uh, out in Zelenograd at the Golden Oval uh, there, I think it was in May or April, wasn't it? It was uh, the, before the summer, anyway. Um, the huge, yeah, huge the end of May, end of end May, of May. Yeah. massive, massive festival that it rains nonstop. But the kids were absolutely thrilled, and and he he said you know, and then he started um, you know, of course he he now watches rugby like you know fairly regular. He came into uh, my room yesterday with his uh, rugby ball from Santa Claus and started playing rugby with me. I was lying in bed and he was like throwing the rugby ball at my head. When maybe he wasn't trying to play, maybe he was trying to scull me with it. But anyway, that's what he did. And I'm look, I've got decent hands, so I was catching from. Back to him. Um, but on that, the, the one thing I'll say is that, uh, as you know, there a couple of weeks ago, I was on, I was on Match TV, and Tim, my, my son, said to me, Dad, now you finally, it's great, you're finally on a really good channel. I'm going, Tim, I've been on BBC, ITV, you know, I've been on the, the first channel in Russia, you know, I have a, a you know, a kind of <laughs> a very, very popular uh, radio sports show on a very good radio station. Um, why? And he goes, because Vasily Artemyev, he's the guy with the moustache. He has a show on MASH TV as well, so it has to be the best. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's very nice to hear that. And uh, uh, send him my best regards, by the way. And uh, let them watch the Siena Regbi, the show, the, the show is called. It's, it runs airs twice every month. We've been um, going for over a year now. And it's great to have uh, a rugby show on uh, Russian national tv because that's you know that's that's the way people consume sport in russia we, we're a bit different in the in the way in our um, in the way we consume it uh, the sporting content so people in russia as opposed to the uk or the states uh, like to watch their sport on the free to <laughs> free to watch tv so the the match tv is the main sporting channel over here and obviously to have rugby on it means that rugby is in out there for audience to watch and to hear about and that's been a, a great uh, kind of shift towards, you know, growing the popularity and growing the audience of rugby in, in Russia over the last uh, two years, I guess. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. You know, we, we, we have um, some British rugby shows to, to, um, to look up at and to see if we can, you know, follow in their footsteps. But the audience is a bit different because the, 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 rugby, the rugby audience in Russia is, is quite small. So we want to grow it. So we want to expose rugby to a wider audience. But it's it may be a bit difficult for them to to understand with it just a, a small kind of look into it. So we do, we just we need to be more kind of entertaining, I guess, and that's what we're trying to to be and trying to become for the next year. You know, to be more to bring more entertainment and rugby to um, to the Russian sports lovers. So. Well, yeah, that's, it's quite exciting too. No, it's great. It's great to be involved in it. Um, and, and I mean, I enjoy your show. Genuinely enjoy your show. You really are sort of like you know developing it, and it is growing. In, in of course, it's great because of course we need as much help as possible with sports that are seen as you know minority sports in Russia, be it rugby, be it bandy. But you know, rugby has a, a great potential. Um, Isol, you you have the first question uh, to like the, the look back for for uh, Vasily. Okay, so I'm going to do twofold. I'm going to say Vasily. Obviously, this has been a Russia participating in the most recent World Cup is a huge thing, and that shows a team that's progressing. But Dick Moore as or Muir as an appointment, how huge is that for Russia? Particularly as he's South African, 
and his style of rugby suits with the Russian style to my, in my mind. So what is that going to mean for Russian rugby in 2022? Great question. Uh, yeah, yeah, thanks for the question. Yeah, that's, uh, that's quite uh, interesting to see how we, um, you know, find these footsteps with the Russian national team. We've had uh, South African coaches before. Um, one of them was working, um, I think, just finish, finishing up with the, when, when I was just joined the national team back in 2009. Um, so, um, yeah, South African coaches, uh, you know, they, they, they're good and they, they like their big, big packs. And I think that, what we do have in Russian rugby, um, they love to play that physical game. Um, so it will, it, will, it will be interesting. It will be, it will be fun. For so the past decade, we had the UK coaches mainly, and we had yeah. a, a skip with a, um, with the Rafael Santandre as well, Philip's brother, uh, for a couple of years, I think, as well. So in South Africa, we have a lot of South African players, by the way, playing in the Russian league now. Um, I think it's quite um, it's quite a nice place for them to go uh, away from South Africa, especially for the younger guys uh, just out of the university to play some different to just be exposed to different culture and play some different style of rugby. And they bring a lot of excitement into the Russian league. So knowing a lot of South African players and not having worked under you know for extended periods of times under South African coaches, I'm quite excited because but. You know, for me, it's going to be just continuing in my, my, my shift in the national team. I do want to play another few games uh, to get up to this century uh, of caps. Um, but then for the younger guys, it will be great. Yeah, playing under a foreign coach, a South African especially. Uh, Andrew, you have, you have your uh, question at the ready because you've joined the call. Yeah, um, Vasily, I, I, a couple of little things. The I first watched a game in... In Russia, I live in Tumen, out in Siberia, and I saw Adrenaline Tumen against Moscow Dragons, and it was the only grass pitch in, in the whole city, but nobody knew about it. There was no advertising about it. That was a 10 years ago. What do you think are the realistic hopes of drawing in that audience that you mentioned? You know, it is a challenge, I admit, but the physicality of the game, I would have thought, would appeal to a lot of Russian sport fans. Well, what do you what do you think are the expectations of growing the Russian game in the next five ten years or so? Thank you for for the question. That's a part of the strategy of the of the rugby union of Russia, which has been uh, developed mm. this year and um, accepted by the the higher council that that rules the the, the Russian rugby. Um, well, obviously, the professional um, level of the game needs to keep on uh, improving and growing. Um, with the with the Russian Pro League, uh, the Premier League um, being shown on the national television, that's uh, that's been a great, a massive step forward for for, for the game mm-hmm. to be exposed to a wider audience. Um, obviously, uh, it is still uh, quite unknown, so people unsure. It, you know, it, it takes a little bit of knowledge of the rules probably for people to really get into it, uh, just watching yeah. it and um, match attendance. I think the the union working hard and the league. Is working hard for the clubs to make it a to make an event out of a, a match day, you know, to make it a really exciting experience for people to attend the games. Obviously, we've been hit by the COVID uh, regulations and the last year's uh, tournament for and it, for for the long periods of time we didn't have any audience. Then we were you know allowed like twenty percent. So that's that's all the other sports are in the same situation. So for next year, I'm really hoping we get, um, you know, we get full or close to full attendance at the games. 
but another way to attract the audience is the uh, non-contact variations of rugby, which the tag rugby has been uh, introduced into the Russian school system as a as a PE lesson mm. now in, in in many regions, not just the, the rugby known regions like Krasnoyarsk or um, Krasnodar or Pienza or Moscow. It's all over Russia now. So. Um, the, the rugby union runs a big program on uh, teaching the PE teachers to, uh, um, you know, to, to, to run the show, to, to have the uh, schools leagues, because the school sports in Russia obviously are nowhere close to school sports system in, in the UK or Ireland. Um, and we actually, with CSKA, we, this year we started uh, to uh, just um, invite people to tag rugby open sessions, like the adults not just the kids, mm-hmm. the adults mainly. And we got such, we got a huge response over just 12 months period.